Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to another, yes, if you're listening to this, I don't know what order, but another Mount Westwire podcast basketball edition it's been a busy Sunday with a lot of stuff going down. Jeremy Moss, Eli Becker, we going to make it for podcast, what, number three today, I think it is? Two yeah, I think so. I mean, this is the stretch run. I am basically running on zero hours of sleep from here until Selection Sunday. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm not on my A game right now, then I don't know if I ever will be. Dude, you got, you got to tighten that up. But, yes, we are championship <laughs> week is here. Mount West finished up on Saturday night with a couple of surprises a little bit. Seating was very much – in the mix. Um, before we get to that, who are we? MWR.com. We've had a lot of new website visitors, so that's where we um, scribe our stuff. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all great stuff for podcasts as well. Um, Facebook, Mountain Swire, MWC Wire on uh, Twitter. And we'll have some plans for Championship Week. Maybe we'll do some more videos, um, live stuff, just to get everybody involved. But that's us. And this show, um, since we already talked for at length about Gonzaga to the Mountain West or BYU to the Mountain West and basketball, because that's a thing. This is not a 2010 podcast repeat. This is 2018. Just to make sure people are aware that they stumbled across some <laughs> feed mishap yeah. at this one today. But that's what our other shows are about. So you got a lot of stuff in our feed. So hopefully you uh, pick and choose what you want. Listen to all of it because that's what you're supposed to do if you're logging into our show. But here we go. So season ended on Saturday night. What was – I'll start you, Eli, because CD was on the line. What was the most important game that happened Saturday? Uh, there, there were a number of games with important implications. I think San Diego State Nevada was fairly important, at least for a Wyoming seeding, uh, because we had seeds. I think it was well. Three, three I guess I'll yeah. Well, yeah. We'll backtrack for a second. So New Mexico and Fresno State were playing for the three seed. Whoever won that game would be the three seed, and then there are a few more requirements for Wyoming to possibly move up to a four. I, I don't know that off the top of my head. And then San Diego State and Nevada were also playing in the nightcap, which San Diego State won. So with the order that we have, at least from the top five, we have Nevada at the top, which is already locked in, as well as Boise State at number two. And then New Mexico defeated Fresno State in a really dramatic overtime game. That was that was one of my favorite games of the year for sure. Uh, New Mexico locked up the number three seed. Fresno State's at four. And then San Diego State with their win. They're probably the hottest team in the Mountain West right now. They've locked up the five seed. So... That's what the bracket's looking like right now, and I think it's it's going to be an interesting week because we have a lot of intriguing mashups and um, teams that are hot, teams that are cold, and I guess we'll see what happens in Vegas. Exactly. There, yeah, there's a ton going on because, like you mentioned, like looking at just at San Diego State really quick, they have be- they've won what one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. They beat Nevada. They beat Boise State both at home, mind you, but they've been playing probably the best, and they're. They got Fresno State in tournament, but their team, New Mexico, they have won multiple games during the end of the season outside of uh, – no, they won – yeah, sorry, they won yesterday. They won, four, what, five in a row, did lose to Air Force, which is weird, Beat lost to Boise before that by two. They've been playing – like, they have beaten San Diego State. They've been doing very well. But then again, you beat Utah State at home, whatever. Going on the road to Wyoming is pretty big. At CSU, it's not a big deal. So their win streak's different than the San Diego State, but – 
there's a lot of teams that are playing well. Like Nevada, they're even though they lost, they're playing quite well. Wyoming can with Justin James can just beat anybody with him and Hayden Dalton what they could score. And even with first without Deshaun Taylor, they're a threat to do something. And even Kobe McEwen and Brandon McCoy's tournament, we're gonna be there. It's gonna be freaking amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I, Jeff Grammer tweeted something. I think it was last night. Maybe it was today. I don't know. The, the days are starting to blend together. But <laughs> uh, San Diego State enters the tournament with a six-game winning streak. Nevada, or excuse me, New Mexico enters with a five-game winning streak. And then no other team has a multi-game winning streak. So um, that already opens the door. And then the fact that uh, New Mexico has an interesting matchup with Wyoming, uh, two teams that have gone back and forth and combined to score, I want to say, 233 points the last time they played. Oh, that's right. That, yeah. could, that could be a potential quarterfinal matchup on Thursday night. So That'll burn that the clock, man. That will test the What's clock. That? That'll burn CBS TV's clock. Oh, man, yeah. It's 8.30 tip-off at uh, the Thomas and Mac. That one's going to be pretty wild. And that's if the game even tips off at 8.30. It could be later than that. But that is the potential matchup that I'm looking at because – Either of those two teams, when they're on, they can beat anyone in the league. And I like their chances against potentially Boise State in the semifinals. So uh, two teams that can shoot threes, that run fast pace, I think that is a pretty solid formula to winning multiple games in this tournament this year. So, yeah, looking at – here's a bracket. Let's kind of go over that really quick. Here's what the game time is. And we'll have plenty of coverage out for all week, but here's the basics. Wednesday night games are on – let's go to Stadium Watch on Facebook. I think that's what it's officially called, or Watch Stadium something. UNLV Air Force, what, really, whatever. It's noon local time. Are you oh, – really quick, you're going to be there as I am. You're there Thursday or are you there Wednesday at all? I'm on there Thursday, yeah. Okay, so we'll have no live coverage Wednesday, which is fine. Even though I really probably want – well, no, it's fine. There's none of those games. Sorry, Rebels, Falcons, Aggies, Rams, Cowboys, Spartans fans. Those first-round games, whatever. I can give – I can care less. <laughs> Is that too harsh? Uh, Maybe for Wyoming. I'm still – No, but I'm I mean, you're playing San Jose State. Wyoming. That's my point. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a Facebook game, and it's an early tip-off on Wednesday. So not a ton of intrigue, but – Day two. Uh, you'll, we'll, you'll be there for day two. I'll be there um, first yeah. Friday morning. So – Here's what we got. So, truly really quick matchups. I should go over that officially. Sorry, folks. But UNLV Air Force, 11 Pacific. Utah State CSU, 130 Pacific approximately. And then 4 p.m. Pacific, Wyoming San Jose State. I will predict UNLV wins, Utah State wins, and Wyoming wins, taking all the favorites. Yeah, usually most years, I know I picked one last year. I don't remember who it was. But most years, there is at least one of those three lower-seeded teams that seems like an intriguing upset. But – I just don't see it this year. I think UNLV should be able to handle Air Force on its home court. Utah State's stronger than Colorado State. That, that If there's any matchup that I'm going to choose a lower-seeded yeah. team, it's probably that one. And then Wyoming should have absolutely no trouble at all with San Jose State. So I like all three of those teams as well. All right, so as we go to Thursday's games, here's where it gets fun, right? Thursday. Oh, yeah. That'll okay. be fun. Nevada-UNLV, noon Pacific. These are all CBS Sports Network's games. Or... If you check our website, we have a uh, potential deal for it if you sign up for FUBU TV. So look into that, folks, because help us out, right? <laughs> yeah, drop a little promotion in there. That sounds, always sounds exactly. good. Exactly. I'll drop the link in there again. But, yeah, if you want CBS Sports Network, um, yeah, they have like a seven-day trial. So give them a try. It's uh, You can stream it at wherever you want um, if you can't be in Vegas or you're at work or something. But uh, also if you have DirecTV, you can get uh, apparently CBS Sports Network streaming now. So good job for getting one more provider. But the game. <laughs> How crazy will it be? I wish I could be there. Nevada UNLV quarterfinal game. 
Yeah, I, I did not think that this would end up being a 1-8 game. At UNLV has just been so up and down. The last couple of weeks have been even worse than how they open up conference play. They're just struggling to defend. They can't hit shots from the perimeter. What once was looking like a really fun matchup between the two Nevada teams in the, in the Mountain West tournament, I just don't think that UNLV stands much of a chance against Nevada this time around. So so we're safe to say um, UNLV is not a top 15 team nationally, right? Oh, I, I figured this was coming at some point. Yeah. They were not even top half conference. They finished slightly below, below our expectations. I guess we give credit to Athlon to put them 11, sort of. Did Athlon really put them 11? Wasn't Athlon? Somebody put them at the bottom because of it's their maybe it's the year before they did. I forget who it was. Oh, maybe that was it. No, that was New Mexico this year. Never mind. I was thinking because their big formula deal was like returning talent and stuff, I think. And. Mm-hmm. UNLV didn't have it because you lose a coach and people leave. Um, or, yeah, New Mexico, I should say. But that'll be fun because here's a – it's at home. home. It's going to be weird because it's – usually UNLV gets set up. Maybe they change it because it's – I guess it's not technically their home court. Like some conferences, it's home court. So they don't get the benefit of a better playing time uh, later in the day or anything particular. So you're seated there. That's where this game played, which is good. So it's, it's local, noon local time. People may not be rowdy or drunk at the moment. It's a work day or something, but that'll be a packed house. Sell out. I think that'll be a sell, even though it's in late, early, or geez, noon, lunchtime, 12 o'clock, not early morning, late afternoon. That'll be crazy. I think Nevada will be fine, but if Brandon McCoy gets going, it's, this could be, tournament's a different scenario. They're at home, which people are like, well, they don't have a huge advantage. It's a big enough advantage being at home that that, I don't see an upset happening, but I wouldn't be shocked if that game is closer than most people think. I mean, they need to tighten it up, though, because we're just For a few sure. days removed from Nevada's 26-point blowout of UNLV. <laughs> I mean, that game wasn't even competitive. I think Nevada led by, yeah, they led by 33 at one point. So something needs to change. I, I mean, you can't change the team overnight in terms of what you do, but Nevada shoots the ball just so well from the perimeter, and UNLV has completely abandoned their three-point game, and they've just struggled to defend. Nevada could get everything that they want. Uh, when they played this last time. So I I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. I, I know that we have our hopes up that the fans deliver for that first game, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little quiet at Thomas and Mac on a noon tip-off on, a work, the- on a work day because I just yeah. I don't think UNLV fans are that invested at this point. There was so much hype in November and December when they were looking good. They started off conference play pretty poorly, picked it up, they're looking really good uh, when they had that overtime finish against Boise and then won three straight games after that. Yeah. And they've just completely collapsed since. So I, I just don't think there is as much intrigue as we were once hoping for that Nevada UNLV matchup. Yeah, they have. There's potential there. It's just, it's just, it's probably not going to happen. But I think, it, I think the crowd. It may be right. Maybe not sell out rocking, but I think it'll be good enough. Like it'll be pretty well attended because it's UNLV hoops. People love it. Had it been the Six o'clock game, eight thirty p.m. tip-off game, definitely a different story. Yeah, By six far. o'clock would have been perfect. I think. Yeah, whatever that set the second set of quarterfinals. But um, really quick, really quick, I'm over at teamrankings.com. That's a good website to use. They have a lot of free stuff out there. You don't have to pay for everything. But UNLV, they're the, let's play a game here, Eli. It's not BPI. Thank goodness. Okay. On your end, <laughs> this one's just as hard though. What's their percentage um, to make it to the semifinal? Do you think? Which means beating. Winning both games. So, <laughs> beating Air Force and Nevada? Yeah, what do you think the percentage are giving that they'll be in a semifinal game? Well, the percentage I would give them of doing that is 
is incredibly slim. I don't know, maybe maybe about eight percent. No, not even close. According to team rankings, what like thirty percent? Yeah, thirty percent. Yeah. What? No, come on. They're given an eighty-eight percent chance to get past Air Force. They're given a nine eight point eight percent chance to win the whole thing, which is fourth best. I mean, it's the benefit of playing on your home court, but UNLV hasn't even been that great in Las Vegas this year. I could see them being higher than like their eight seeding because they are at home. But you play the number, you play the number one two, number one team game too. Had they been matched up against Boise, who they played close against, I would probably be fine with that thirty percent, maybe even higher, because they played Boise pretty tough. Yeah, I would I would feel much better about that matchup as well. But and it's just crazy. We'll get to the rest of these rankings later. We'll do some articles on. We've got Ken Palm. Um, do you have Ken Palm's ranking up? Is that a free thing on their side? I know Ken Palm where I put on Twitter. Is the rankings or percentage stuff um, available for everybody on the website? Yeah, let me pull that up one sec uh, because Ken Palm has been putting out all the or Ken Palmer has been putting out all the Mountain West uh, win percentage breakdowns. And for the Mountain West, UNLV has an 85% chance of advancing the quarters. 23.5% chance of advancing the semis, 10%, 10.4% chance of advancing to the final, and 5.2% chance of winning the whole thing. So I I would be more inclined to favor Ken Palm's numbers here just because I think that UNLV has, I, I don't want to say given up on the season, but it's just turning in completely wrong direction. We'll see. All right. It'll be, um, is it, yeah. Check a shorter page. He posts all that stuff there, so that's fine to do. It's where you should go check everything out so let's move on through the bracket really quick uh, this will be a shorter one just because we've talked a lot and we'll have more stuff throughout the week but like these teams played so many times you got fresno standing Diego state um i should pull up bpi for that real quick but that's a uh matchup of saturday night yeah that's that's gonna be a good one I, you don't think so eh, oh no sorry that's not matchup saturday night is it fresno state um wait what teams did i say did on I get- fresno or from fresno that Oh no, sorry. First, I thought for some reason I thought Fresno played. Never mind. I I got the matchup mixed up. They played. Re, when did they last play? Did they played two games ago. Fresno and San Diego. Never mind. They played like two weeks ago. I yeah, I was on February sixth. <laughs> sorry, a month changes a lot of things between those two. I apologize. I had I I don't know what I was looking up here. I just remember that. Oh, they were battling for the CD. That's what it was, or something. Mm-hmm. So all right. So here is what I want to get. At. I apologize. That was not the point I wanted to make. Cause it sound terrible. Fresno San Diego State, they played differently about a month ago. As explained hotter, like we mentioned. Um, no, last time Deshaun Taylor played, he's not playing. What is your thought on that? Because he's been out a couple games. How big of a difference is this team without him? Because he made first team All Mountain West as well today. Yeah, so, so it's Jerron Hawkins that's oh. out for Fresno State. Oh, jeez, why? Uh, but I, I give up. I'm done. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> right. uh, Continue. But, yeah, yeah. So. I guess one thing going back to Sean Taylor is he suffered from uh, from cramping up against Mexico on Saturday, but that that seems to just be precautionary. He'll be fine. Uh, but without Jerron Hopkins, who's probably one of the the better overall players in the Mountain West Conference, he does it on both ends, both in scoring and uh, on the defensive end. I think that Fresno State, their chances of being the dark horse in the Mountain West tournament just significantly weakens because. Uh, without him, I think the backcourt, or at least the wings, the depth just isn't nearly as uh, significant as it was when Hopkins was on the team. So San Diego State's training in the right direction. Fresno State maybe not so much. And they haven't played terrible without Hopkins. They competed 
really well with New Mexico and Albuquerque on Saturday, a game that went to overtime. But I, it, it's a it's a weird game because Fresno State, for the most part, has owned San Diego State these last few years. Rodney Terry's just done an excellent job beating the Aztecs. Um, they swept San Diego State again this year. Uh, but the way San Diego State has been playing, uh, ever since Trey Kell returned from his injury, San Diego State has looked like the team um, that we thought they could be heading into the year. They're playing better defensively. They're taking better shots. And, and Jalen McDaniels has been good, and, and along with Malik Pope down low. Um, Trey Kell and Jeremy Hemsley are, are finding better looks offensively. So uh, San Diego State has a real chance of making this interesting. They already have that win over Nevada, and those two could potentially meet in the semifinals, which would create um, quite quite the showdown, I would think. Um, so that's that's a good second-round matchup in the Mountain West tournament because you have teams training in the different directions, although heading into this game, you just don't really know what to expect. All right, so BPI and team rankings are about the same percentage. Who's favored in this game, Eli? I think San Diego State's about a 64% favorite. Close, 57%. Okay, all right. It's not bad. They've been playing well, injured for the Fresno State player down who, whatever I got wrong, I'm sorry, folks. I get players mixed up into basketball. Leave me alone. Uh, But they'll be like, the way Aztecs have been playing, like they, like, do you give them a legit chance to maybe, maybe win the whole thing, the way they've been playing? They would probably be the second team that I would choose besides Nevada. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're not talking serious dark horses like Wyoming, I think you'd probably go Nevada because they're the favorite. They've been dominant dominant in conference play, and then San Diego State has all the talent in the world, and they're finally putting it together. Um, so I think San Diego State has a, a very legitimate chance of punching the auto bid to send them to the mountain to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because they beat Nevada the other day. I know end of game season or end of the season game, it didn't matter too much for Nevada seeding. They're, Nevada's basically still going to make the NCAA tournament, I think, regardless of the result. I guess it's not losing to Air Force, UNLV, and standing, I would hope to say. But then you got Boise State. They're probably – like Utah State's weird because they can play really good with, with McEwen and maybe Sam Merrill do something special. But I think Hutchinson, he was player of the year for a reason. He's that much better than anybody Utah State has. Well, McEwen's pretty good, obviously. He can put up maybe 30 points. But Utah State's so inconsistent. Boise's going to win for me. Safe to say, same for you, right? Yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about Boise State against either Utah State or Colorado State. So what about New Mexico? They're the three seed. They were the surprise team by miles because th- that's the team we mentioned was probably picked near the bottom. I think we picked them eighth or ninth preseason near the bottom just because, not necessarily because of the team itself, but new coach, transfers in, transfers out. They had issues during the year with the Sam Logwood thing, which was weird with the media relations guy having somebody else not allowed to answer a question about Sam Logwood being back in the lineup. A lot of weird stuff been going on in Lobo's basketball. They finish strong. They end up getting a three seed. They have won, like I said, what, Utah State, Wyoming, on the road, UNLV, CSU, Fresno, in pretty convincingly fashion. Like every game was, well, UNLV one-pointer, the 223-point or 233-point performance combined versus Wyoming. That was ridiculous. And, like, if I'm going to pick a non-favorite, I know a three seed in New Mexico seems weird, but... I would put them as a potential team to win this whole thing as a non-favorite even. Because here's the thing. They're 17-14. They happen to peak at the right time, which is a big deal because before that winning streak, they lost 3-4. of four. They weren't playing all that great. The non-conference was terrible. Losing at UTEP, which is ridiculously bad, should never happen. They get blown up by Arizona. They can't beat New Mexico State. I think there could be something, something to said for them moving on for a couple games. 
at maybe at least beat Boise in the title or meet yeah beat Boise and meet Nevada in the title game. I, I really like what New Mexico's how how they've been playing these last few weeks or so because there was a point in the season where they tried to slow things down. Like if you look at if you if you're a Ken Palm subscriber and you can take a look at their team page around December January they really started to slow things down running games about 60 to 70 possessions and they've decided to ramp things up against Air Force they had 80 uh, Wyoming they had 96 possessions UNLV 76 Colorado State 83 so they've been ramping things up defensively they've been putting a lot more pressure on guards um, to hopefully make mistakes and offensively they've been able to knock down shots and we mentioned Anthony Mathis, who's probably the best overall shooter in this conference. Oh, yeah. He's he's just been electric from uh, from behind the three point line. Antono Jackson, the Akron transfer, he's been really good. Uh, Joe Firstinger has stepped up. So New Mexico, against all odds, I mean, we thought this team was going to be terrible this year, and so did many other people. Uh, Paul Weir proved us wrong. They're the three seed Mountain West tournament, and they have a legitimate chance to get to the finals, but. The team that they could match up with, as I mentioned, is Wyoming, and I points. think that these. Yeah, oh man, there's going to be a ton of points. Uh, these both of these teams love to push it. Uh, they shoot a lot of threes. They have some nice scores. Hayden Dalton and, and Justin James is one of the best one-two combinations that you can find. I, I just I think that Wyoming finds a way to get this thing done, and I know that Wyoming dropped that game to, Me- to New Mexico the last time out, and as well as earlier in the year, but both games were close. That New Mexico game back in February was kind of an anomaly to a certain sense because the teams combined to shoot 81 free throws. That just doesn't happen very often. Um, I like the way Wyoming matches up with the other teams in this conference, and that's what I said in October that I think you have to look out for the Cowboys as maybe as a five or six seed that can make a run and uh, win the whole thing. So uh, you can coin flip Wyoming New Mexico game. It's it's really up to you. I just think that's going to be an exciting game. Winner's probably going to score at least 90. And uh, whoever it is that wins, they have an excellent chance to beat Boise State in the semifinals. So New Mexico's given a 57% chance to make the semifinals. That is actually, if you look at it overall, that's the fourth best chance. Because you have Nevada at 68, Boise 81, I guess that home court thing, Rebels. They have San Diego State 50. So they're basically, yeah, they're three seed, which makes sense. But they're right there as the third best third best chances to make it to the semifinals. And twenty yeah, percent. I think you have to buy into that, yeah. And twenty percent. It's weird because they're they're third seed, but they're predicted three, four, five, six team overall for this is team rankings dot com. I should say five point six percent chance to win the whole thing, which is behind Fresno, UNLV, Aztecs, Broncos, and and the Wolfpack in Nevada. But it's weird. But they have the much higher chance of making it to the t- title game more than Fresno or UNLV. But to win it all, it drops down. But it's just kind of odd. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that necessarily. I think that team rankings places a lot of weight on on preseason, what what the teams are expected to do in the preseason, because I I think the top half of the bracket with Nevada, Fresno, and San Diego State is much stronger than the bottom half of the bracket. But even in the bottom half, you have New Mexico, Wyoming, and Boise State, and all those teams are capable of getting to the championship game. So let's, because we're gonna we're not gonna make this podcast very long, because we've talked a ton. We'll be out of here maybe a half hour mark. What would be first off? What's your like? No, um, is your likely championship game Boise Nevada? I think yeah. I think Boise State Nevada has to be the likely championship game. I think Boise State matches up okay with New Mexico. Uh, Boise State's got to start knocking down shots though. They've they've uh, kind of gotten cold 
second half three-point shooting has been a bit of a concern, but I think Nevada, Boise State, I know it's a 1-2 matchup, but that has to be the most likely matchup right now. So who's your champion then? It would be Nevada, but if I mean if we're talking, if we want to start talking about maybe stupid upsets well, or crazy, we'll, we'll picks, get there. We're getting there. We get okay, there. so you, you so you don't you don't want me to get there quite yet? Not yet. So is your okay. picking Nevada to win the whole thing? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm still sticking with Nevada. What? I just yeah, go what ahead. What does Ken Bob? Sorry, Ken Palm have for the percentage of them winning? Uh, Nevada is a 37.8 percent chance of winning the championship with Boise State at 25.6 and SDSU at 11.9. Okay, over at team rankings, since I have that, 31 for Nevada, 27 for or 26.7 for Boise. I I still think Nevada is the favorite, and it, that's what I'm going with. They've been playing, yeah, they lost to San Diego State, but like I said, nothing to play for too much. Um, so that I'm, I guess we're going to be boring, and both say Nevada's going to win and take the. If Nevada wins, they're the only team for the Mountain West getting a tournament because there's no way Boise gets that large bid. Yep, yep. That's that would be the only uh, scenario. So uh, you have to, if you want to see the Mountain West punch multiple bits in the NCAA tournament, uh, you have to be an anti-Nevada fan because that's the only hope right now. If the Nevada, I just I know I mentioned before, but Nevada has like a top ten RPI, or they they may have dropped since losing to Aztecs, but. If they lose quarterfinal game, are they still getting in? Uh yeah, they're in, they're in good shape right now. I think if you lose to UNLV on UNLV's floor in the Mountain West tournament, I think you're still in okay shape. But what about Air Force? <laughs> Is that a different story? Uh, that one that one hurts, yeah, because I think uh, you probably know this better than I do. Uh, but UNLV and Air Force's RPIs, I think that UNLV has a fairly um, significant edge, at least how RPI is concerned. But I mean, Nevada has enough quality victories that uh, they're they're in decent shape, and RPI is good. Strength of schedule has been good. Um, I they're not going to get a top six seed, as some people have said. I have them leaning right around an eight, nine, ten, and especially if they lost in the quarterfinals, um, they would probably be a nine or a ten. Yeah, real quick, Air Force RPI two fifty two. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Nevada, I think they're a lot. What's it say? Eleven? No, fourteen. After they actually moved up today, or since whatever, they don't have live, but. Top fifteen RPI. So, who's your um like? If we're going stupid upset pick, like not not to say Boise is going to win because Nevada loses and Boise gets the other bid. Who is your? I'll, I guess I'll go first. If, if I'm going to pick a team, so does, the, does let me ask you this first. Eli. Does New Mexico fit into a stupid upset pick or not? Since they're a three seed, maybe partially. Uh, because it sure isn't a team that many projected to be in this position heading into um, the season, but. I think even as a three seed, the odds are stacked against New Mexico because the common fan can't name a player on this New Mexico roster. They don't have the star necessarily. First-year head coach, I think if uh, New Mexico were to make a run to the championship game and and win the championship game, that would be a pretty significant upset. All right, so I'm going to go with – here's my two teams. Here's my stupid upset title game, San Diego State versus Wyoming. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was. Oh man, too. we're boring. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but it, it makes sense though because San Diego State they already have the win against Nevada. They, I mean, they've showed some lumps against Fresno State, but the way the two teams are headed in different directions, I think they can win that one. And Wyoming, they just have the right roster constructed. The the huge concern is how they perform away from Laramie, though, and we've highlighted that countless times. Um, winning in Vegas is definitely different than winning at elevation in Laramie, so. Uh, that's something to keep an eye out on. Because they argue, could they arguably have the best duo 
scoring duo possibly with all with uh, what just James and those guys do. Yeah, they, definitely. They can put up sixty points between the two of them and take care, take beat anybody. Yeah, they certainly can. They have enough offensive firepower to do that, and especially if they're heating up from deep, then uh, things could get interesting real quick. Just real quick, they've lost in New Mexico twice. That's an issue, home and road. Obviously, a huge game last week. They only played Nevada. They beat Nevada once, right? They beat them at home? Yes, they did. Uh, where's my schedule? Not sure that. Um, but they, yeah, no, they lost on the road. That's what it is. They split, so. With those two, with those two there, but I guess if I'm picking one of those, I'm going to Wyoming to do it all. Yeah, I, I think you have to go with Wyoming. That's a, as a number six seed, the odds are certainly stacked against them. They have to win four games in four days, uh, but Wyoming has they have the guys that are able to do this. So you have to hope that Hunter Maldonado is healthy enough. He's missed the last few games and he's been a significant contributor as a freshman. But if he's healthy. You have Lou Adams, who's the sixth man by the as voted by the media, uh, sixth man of the year, and uh, Wyoming is a good enough team to pull it off. So we're we being boring and picking both the same teams for this thing. Yeah, I I know I have to probably lean that way. I don't know why either Wyoming or San Diego State. Both are outside of the top four. I think that's a a reasonable stupid upset pick. All right, I'll do Wyoming. You do Wyoming. That's fine. We both pick Nevada. Um, there's not much more to get to. We'll have a lot more stuff later this week because we got other things to get popping on working on i guess but yeah we'll have more stuff this week we don't need to do everything at this moment so this one is a sufficient time frame uh if you like the mount was player of the year awards um or don't like ours check ours out because we were fairly close to what the media had so people yelling at us on twitter be quiet please we're (laughs) we we know what's going on here so if you don't like uh i guess it was the were people really that upset? Really quick, we'll finish here. The Caleb Martin thing was that, or Cody Martin was that the big deal? Or it's that she's Quick Caroline thing was that the people upset about Justin James and Quick Caroline that they were like upset yeah, about? Yeah, that that Justin James was on the first team instead of Jordan Caroline. Uh, one vote separated those two. Caroline was on the, our second team, and Justin James was on our first team. Both have enjoyed excellent uh, conference seasons. You could go with either of them. So I mean. I think we're splitting hairs. Caroline's an excellent player, so is Justin James, but we went with James. And then player of the year, that one is so close because Hutchison and Caleb Martin have just gone back and forth. I know that Martin was fantastic in the two wins over Boise State this year, uh, but Hutchison's had a really good year too, and he entered as the preseason player of the year, which um, puts him in the spotlight. He's had just every media outlet has poured in and, and showed excellent support for Hutchison throughout the year. Um, so we gave the nod to Hutchison. Again, that's just by one vote. So these were extremely close votes. I think the only unanimous votes for were uh, Caleb Martin for Newcomer of the Year and Freshman of the Year. Brandon McCoy was a pretty I mean, solid margin over yeah, Jalen McDaniel. Yeah, I was going to say not unanimous. And we had the same as the media guide stuff, media people for Player of the Year. Coach of the Year, we got Coach of the Year. I don't know why Jeff Gramer said they couldn't do that. Ours just tied, so we went with it. But Paul Weir and Musselman, I get why Musselman got it from the other guys because how dominant was all year. But if you like my thing a little bit, I think I mentioned football once or twice against expectations. Weir probably should have been a front runner and won the whole thing. But for what Mar- what uh, Musselman did, getting his team ranked, beating Rhode Island, playing very well throughout the whole year, getting that number one seed back to back titles, that's fine. They're both fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you could you could choose whoever you wanted for, for Coach of the Year and Player of the Year, and you'd have a, a reasonable argument. All right, folks, that does it for us tonight. Check us out on MWR.com. 
uh, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you find our fine podcast or solid, you can download us there. And we'll have a lot more this week, maybe video stuff, because we'll both be in Las Vegas. So check us out on Twitter for all that fun stuff. And next time, um, sooner than later, right, Eli? Sooner than That's later. That's right. All right, folks. See ya.